0: hey hey greetings cabin crew welcome to tonight's live episode of the conversation cabin podcast i'm your host farah and i want to thank everyone who's going to be joining tonight i appreciate it a little bit short short notice i know but um with something like this i didn't think it needed to be laid out as a story with music. I wanted to, it was more of a discussion, so that's kind of where I'm going with this. But tonight, we are going to be taking a fascinating look at the history and applications of this simple yet powerful tool called the Pendulum from its origins as a scientific instrument for measuring time and motion to its widespread use in spiritualism and divination the pendulum has played a significant role in human history and culture our discussion will cover everything from the physics behind the pendulum motion to the various ways in which it's been used for spiritual and personal growth. And that's where I'm going to take it tonight. It's going to be more of not the timekeeping aspect that it was actually built for. This is going to be where it's talking about The spiritual aspect of it because, again, this is a podcast that's more based on paranormal, mythical, spiritual, all of that. So, sit back, relax, and let's explore the mysteries of the pendulum. So, now the first thing I have to put out there is why I'm doing this story because I'm actually a user of the pendulum. So, um, I have two, I have a pink crystal stone one and a purple one and um both of them are used you know sometimes i just pull one out you know it's not really one's used for something more than the other one but um yeah and i'll tell you a little story uh towards the end of this episode about something that uh happened the other day so but yeah I'll I'll get to that later. So first, a little bit about the pendulum. So the pendulum in general was invented in the 17th century by Dutch scientist Christian, I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name, I'm gonna try my best, Huygens. So Christian invented the pendulum in 1656 as a timekeeping device for clocks. He realized that the pendulum's steady and predictable swinging motion could be used to regulate the motion of a clock's gears, resulting in more accurate timekeeping than previously possible. Now, Huygens' invention of the pendulum allowed for the development of more precise pendulum clocks which revolutionized timekeeping and were widely widely used until the mid-20th century. Huygens' work on the pendulum and clock making became one of his most significant contributions to science and technology. So I just wanted to at least give you a little backstory about the pendulum where it you know derived from but like I said I'm going to be discussing more of the spiritual aspect not not really the scientific aspect that it was made for so Pendulums started being used for spiritualism in the 19th century. The earliest known use of pendulums in spiritualism was by the French priest and diviner François-Antoine Descent in 1854. Now Descent used a weighted pendulum to communicate with spirits and claimed to have successfully predicted the future. The use of pendulums in spiritualism later gained popularity in the United Kingdom and the United States and became a common tool for divination and communication with the spirit world. Now, the pendulum has been used for centuries in various cultures and for divinity divination purposes in several ways, including, and this is one of the ways I use it, so yes, no questions. The pendulum can be used to answer simple yes or no questions. The person holding the pendulum asks a question and then observes the direction of the swing, either back and forth or side to side to determine the answer. So, for instance, when I when I first got a pendulum, you are not supposed to tell whoever you're talking to, yes, I want you to do this back and forth for no, or I want you to do a circle for yes. You let them pick it. So when you first get a pendulum and you take it out of its little sack that it was in or a little box that it came in, um, you go ahead and you hold it. And usually most of them come with a little ball at the end of the like necklace type chain that it comes on. So then that way your thumb and your pointer finger are ever so slightly holding that ball, not the chain part. And then when you hold it, you ask it, anyone that's here, any spirit guides of mine, any archangels of mine, tell me what your yes is. So like, for instance, my pendulum had said that the yes is a circle going around in a circle, and then no is back and forth. But again, I mean, you know, I had dug into research before I used a pendulum, and I made sure, like I said, I I wanted to do it right. Anyone that were my spirit guides, I wanted to give them the chance to tell me what they wanted. So, another way pendulums can be used is for dowsing, which is the practice of using a device to locate water, minerals, and other substances underground. The dowser holds the pendulum over a map or the ground and observes the direction of the swing to locate the desired substance so again for instance if you took a pendulum outside and you asked find me water then on the way that it'll swing is the way that it's directing you toward water and then there is chakra balancing so the pendulum can be used to balance the chakras which are energy centers in the body the practitioner holds the pendulum over each chakra and observes the direction of the swing to determine if the chakra is blocked or balanced another way is now this is a way that i actually use it so it's spiritual communication the pendulum can be used to communicate with spirits or guides. The pendulum, the person holds the pendulum, asks a question, and then observes the direction of the swing to receive an answer from the spirit or guide. So for instance, I I talk to, I have spirit guides, but apparently my spirit guides are the archangels. Like um, frequently I talk to um, Metatron, who's an Archangel, which we're actually going to go over the Archangels here in a little bit, but um, mostly who comes in is um, Archangel Metatron and Archangel Michael. Those are the two that mainly show up for me. Um, I mean, for example, when I wanted to move here from Florida to Tennessee, I actually asked my pendulum. Now you're not you're not really, supposed to ask a yes or no question you're supposed to say is it in my best interest to blah 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 so i asked it is it in my best interest to move to tennessee and it said yes and so far so good i mean i love my life in tennessee it's worked out well and there's been other things that um you know i i tested it out to see how true that it can give you an answer. Now, you have to understand a lot of it does come from a deep subconscious of your mind. We'll get into that too in a little bit. But like I said, um, I use it. That's why I wanted to bring it to light on one of my episodes, because I find it fascinating that you can use it to guide you. You know, if you're kind of stuck at a crossroads, of you know something that you know you need a little bit of direction on get a pendulum because it actually does enhance your spiritualism more too it's nothing weird you're not talking to like nobody's that not that's not there it's not like you're crazy again it is coming from a deep subconscious part of your mind and I'll tell you my theory on that in just a little bit but going back to some things more about spiritualism. So spiritualists use pendulums to communicate with the subconscious mind or with spiritual entities through a process called dowsing. Here are some of the steps for any of you that want to try it. So number one, connect with the spiritual realm. So the spiritualists will often start by meditating or focusing their energy to create a spiritual connection. So for instance, going back to myself, um, when I started using the pendulum, the first time I used it, not only did I ask it for it to show me what its yes or no answers were, you know, if it was going to go in a circle back and forth, whatever. But another thing is I took about 30 minutes to sit, I had the pendulum in my hands, I clasped my hands together, the pendulum was deep inside, you know, my hands that were clasped, and just to get that really good energetic focus on it, I closed my eyes, I sat Indian style, I was in a dark room, I had some candles lit around. I had some smelling scents for aromatherapy. I also had like a um, singing bowl. That's you know another thing that I actually use to do meditation, and I find meditation works very well for me. So I recommend all y'all try that too. But um, yeah, so you you have to become one with your pendulum. So another thing is people actually will sleep with it under their pillow for like a couple days to really get that bond with their pendulum because again it's a it's it's a branch of you it's just the part that you're not used to tapping in because like i said this is a part of you it's that part that you don't use so you're putting everything of what you don't use into the pendulum for you to use it that way ask it a question The spiritualist holds the pendulum by the chain, often over their palm. They ask a yes or no question and wait for the pendulum to move. Again, some people don't ask yes or no questions. Some people just ask, what is in my best, is this in my best interest? So, you know, is it in my best interest to go to college? It is, is it in my best interest to do this type of course? You know, just think of anything that you're in a crossroads at and ask it. Just try it. Interpret the movement. So the pendulum will start to move either, like I said, back and forth or in a circular motion. Spiritualists interpret the movement based on their own intuition and the energy that they are feeling. Now, if you do it yourself, by this time You know, your guides or whoever it is, or your own subconscious mind picked out its yes or no. So then, when you ask it, I mean, of course, like I said, you can ask it yes or no questions, or you can ask it, is it in my best interest to blank, blank. And it's going to give you an answer. And I actually keep a journal of the questions that I ask and the answers to it. So that way I can always reflect back to those. So continue the conversation. Based on the initial response, the spiritualist will continue to ask questions or seek guidance from the spiritual realm, interpreting the pendulum's movement as they go some spiritualists believe that the pendulum can also be used to access specific information from the subconscious mind such as finding lost objects or uncovering a higher or uncovering past traumas through dowsing they believe they are able to access a higher level of consciousness and divine guidance now let me go back to that real quick so finding lost objects i'd actually watched a video on a girl that she brought her best friend into work this best friend of hers um, has her own pendulum and always refers to it so she wanted to test it out so what she did was the girl took off her ring and in the cubicle office setting that she worked at she hid the ring her girlfriend was in a different room where she could not see and then her girlfriend came back to her and said okay go ahead and find my ring so the girl with the pendulum said okay we're going to we're going to help my friend find her ring and she's like can you first go ahead and swing and tell me what direction i should be heading in pretty much <laughs> it ended up where the pendulum actually found the girl's ring. It was sitting in front of one of this girl's guy coworkers. He was sitting at his desk, wasn't looking at them, didn't give them no, um, you know, hey over here or no eye looks or anything. But I mean, this girl kept asking, "Do I go left? Do I go right? Do I go straight?" and found her friend's ring. That shocked me. And that's another reason why I decided to give a pendulum a chance, not only to, like I said, get a little bit more in-depth with my own spiritualism, but, um, you know, it proved to me that however it works, it works. (laughs) So, um, okay, anyway, so by some spiritualists believe that pendulums can be used to access, like I said, the deeper levels of consciousness because the pendulum can act as a bridge between the conscious and subconscious minds. The theory is that the pendulum responds to the subtle body movements and signals of. The subconscious mind, which can then be translated into answers to questions or insight into a person's thoughts and emotions. By using a pendulum, the spiritualist can bypass the conscious mind and access the deeper levels of the psyche, where subconscious thoughts and beliefs are stored. This allows the spiritualist to gain access to information that is not readily available through normal conscious thought processes such as suppressed emotions, um, hidden beliefs, and forgotten memories. So another thing I want to point out right there is, you know, I'm sure most of you had heard that there's a part of our brain that we do not use. There's a percentage. I, I don't know, if it's the 10% that we don't use or 90% that we don't use. It's it's one or the other. But my point of saying that is, if a pendulum can be moved by our own subconscious thoughts, is it coming from that part of the brain that we do not currently use because it would be too much for us. We wouldn't know how to handle it. So when we ask it a question, our pendulum, a question, and it's giving us an answer, I mean, we're all not moving. And like I said, I'm going to tell you a little story in a little bit that I actually got to prove to someone that I know that a pendulum works. but. Like I said, that part of our brain where we are not able to access and use, it would probably scare us if we had access to it. But is that what's coming out? Because the little subtle movements that you can get that you don't think that you're doing, like I'm not spinning my pendulum around. I'm holding a tiny little ball at the top of the chain, barely with my pointer and my thumb fingers. And I'm just dangling it there above my palm. I'm not moving, but what is it that's making it move? You have to ask yourself that when, if, and when you start using a pendulum. So now I want to focus on the types of crystals that are used for pendulums, because I find it fascinating. And I hope that you guys all will, too. Hi, Courtney from Hunt's Podcast. She's my best friend. (laughs) I love you, Courtney. Thank you for joining me. You're the best. Um, Okay, so the types of crystals. All right. And, And I hope maybe you guys all will enjoy this little part here if you didn't know. So a clear quartz. So this crystal is believed to amplify energy and bring clarity to the mind. Then we have amethyst. This crystal is believed to enhance intuition and spiritual awareness. Rose quartz this crystal is believed to promote self-love and emotional healing. Smoky quartz is believed to provide grounding and protection. Siltering this crystal was believed to bring abundance and positivity. Selenite, this crystal was believed to help clear negative energy and promote spiritual growth. And I do have to say, I have the selenite, I have the smoky quartz, and I have the rose quartz, which is one of my pendulums. And then I don't know what this other one is, but then the last one is black tourmaline. This crystal was believed to provide protection from negative energies and promote grounding as well. Now, I actually have a big chunk of black tourmaline. I use it in, you know, like, I don't know why I do this, but I put it in front of my TV because sometimes when you watch paranormal shit, then it says that things can come true, come through electronic devices. You know, like when I watch, you know, demonic things like, you know, episodes of the Sally House or the Washoe Club, they always say, you know, try to protect yourself. So I always put the black tourmaline right there beside my TV just to clear the energy, fight off the negativity that might want to come into the home. So I actually found several famous mediums and spiritualists who have used pendulums in their practice. And yeah, I was surprised to find a couple people that that really did use these and relied on them so one is edgar i don't really know how to say the last name it's spelled c-a-y-c-e i'd say casey maybe or case he's a famous a famous american psychic case was known for using a pendulum to diagnose health issues and suggest treatments then there's doreen virtue Interesting last name, but she was a spiritual teacher and author. She has written about using pendulums for divination and connecting with angels. Remember, we're going to get to the archangels here in just a few minutes. John Dee. He is a 16th century English mathematician, astrologer, and occult philosopher. Dee used a crystal pendulum to communicate with angels and develop his ideas about the structure of the universe. And then another one is Grace Cook, the founder of the White Eagle Lodge, a spiritual organization. Cook used a pendulum to receive guidance from spiritual beings called the White Eagle Masters. So like I said, I was pretty shocked to actually find that um, a lot of people did rely on the pendulums as part of their practice. So it's pretty interesting. All right, so let's see. Let me dig up My one paper here for because I definitely want you all, if you're going to try the pendulum, try calling in your archangels because, um, yeah, I'm just gonna say that they definitely come through for me. So, in various religious traditions, archangels are considered to be powerful angelic beings who serve as messengers of God and carry out important tasks in the spiritual realm. While there is some variation in the specific names and roles of the archangels across different traditions, here is a list of some of the most commonly recognized archangels and their general areas of influence. Okay, so Michael, remember I had talked to you in the beginning where Two that come through for me are Metatron and Michael. So Michael is often seen as the leader of the Archangels. Michael is associated with protection, courage, and strength. Then you have Gabriel. He is known as the messenger angel. Gabriel is associated with communication, creativity, and guidance. Raphael is associated with healing and wholeness. Raphael is often invoked for physical, emotional, and spiritual healing. I do invoke Raphael at times if I'm, if I'm feeling a little like sad, a little depressed, you know, and I need some little emotional work, he's there to, to help me through it. Then you have Uriel associated with wisdom enlightenment and insight. Uriel is often called upon for help with intellectual pursuits and problem solving. And yes, I mean, we would all definitely count on Uriel. (laughs) And then Feel, associated with beauty and joy. Feel is often invoked for help with uplifting one's mood and finding Joy in life, which usually I call on Joe Feel after Raphael. After I feel that I have my emotional, you know, well being kind of cleared out, bringing back the positive emotions. Then Joe Feel, I invoke him to. I mean, like it says, to you know, get me into a better mood. You know, make me remember how great life is and be happy with what you have, not with what you want and you don't have. Then you have Zedkiel associated with forgiveness and mercy. Zedkiel is often called upon to help release, release negative emotions and promote inner peace. Um, and then, let me see here. Archangel, where I wrote the notes down for Metatron. Okay, so Metatron is a powerful angelic being who is recognized in various spiritual traditions, including Judaism, Christianity, and New Age spirituality. Now, Metatron is often associated with knowledge and wisdom and is said to serve as a bridge between the physical and spiritual worlds. Now, I will have to say this, whenever I use used my pendulum, Metatron is always there he might even just be the only archangel that came in by himself um then there's times where it's metatron and michael and then i will try to invoke who else i need to bring in to help me during that meditation but in some traditions metatron is believed to have once been a human being who lived a righteous life and was elevated to the status of Archangel. He is often depicted as holding a book or scroll, symbolizing his role as a scribe and record keeper. Metatron is also associated with the concept of sacred geometry and is said to work with individuals who are interested in exploring the spiritual aspects of mathematics, and geometry. He is sometimes called upon to help with spiritual growth and development, as well as to assist with matters related to organization and structure. Now again, going back to myself using the pendulum, um, I, you know, I count on Metatron for my spiritual growth and development because again when i got the pendulum it was because i was lacking something i was overwhelmed i was stressed out all the time um, i always focused on what i didn't have um i was my worst critic you know uh i was always criticizing myself for something anything that I did I was it wasn't good enough it wasn't good enough so I decided to get you know when I got one pendulum then I ended up getting two just because I don't really even know why I got two but I did but I use both of them just at different times and it's it's interesting because if you put it in the hands of your spiritual guides why do I pick up the pink sometimes and why do I pick up the purple i I can't tell you off off the bat, like, have I had you know my pink pendulum call in certain archangels and my purple one call in certain certain archangels? But I'll have to keep track of that actually, and see and get back to you on that. but um, but yeah, um, and another thing I wanted to say is if anyone does want to try using a pendulum, I will refer you to who I researched and studied, who taught me how to use the pendulum. So her name is Veronica, and she she can be found on YouTube. Her channel is called The Wholeness Shift, S-H-I-F-T, so The Wholeness Shift. And she actually is the one, like I said, that I came across when I wanted to get into finding out more on pendulums, how to use them. Um, She actually speaks to archangels and spirit guides when using her pendulum, and she is very, very knowledgeable. Um, I love her. I I absolutely love her. So go check her out. Seriously, she's she's awesome. Now, I wanted to tell you about my story real quick. So um, about Two weeks ago, I recorded with Kevin on where the weird ones are podcast for his podcast. And we got on the subject of he had a dark shadow that was in his house and it would always come into this one hallway, nowhere else in the house, just the one hallway. And every time that he would approach it, it would go ahead and just disappear, would drift away. And I don't know why or how, but see, this is what I'm talking about. I grabbed my pendulum because Kevin and I were on a Zoom call. So he could see me, I could see him. I don't know why I grabbed my pendulum for that, but I did. And I said, Kevin, do you see this right here? And he said, yeah. I said, well, this is my pendulum. And I said, I'm gonna ask it some questions about that dark shadow that you just said you had. In your house. And so I held it up right to the camera where he can see. And I said, Okay, can you see my hand? Can you see everything? And he said, Yes. Literally, I was holding the little ball at the end of the chain. So not the chain itself, the little ball at the end. And I had my elbow resting on the desk. So that way it kept me from moving. And I asked the pendulum, I said, um, You know, my spirit guides, can you tell me, does Kevin have a dark shadow in his home? It started spinning around. Yes. So there you go. First of all, Kevin's the one that told me about the dark shadow. I'm not moving it. It's going around in a circle, verifying, yes, he has a dark shadow. And I said, okay, does this dark shadow mean harm? And again, it starts spinning around saying yes. Interestingly enough, on Monday, last night, I actually recorded for my podcast. I had Kevin from The Weird Ones Are on my podcast last night. It's going to be coming out next week um, on Tuesday, by the way. But he was telling me about how the dark shadow has not been in his home for two weeks since we talked and i said oh well why is that and he said well i kind of took your advice i went and got some sage i sat down i just concentrated and meditated to get this thing out of my house because you had said and i did i said you know i think you need to do a cleansing i think you know since my pendulum is apparently telling us that it means harm and it's not there for any good reasons it's not a relative or anything like that or a friend from the past or whatever you need to get rid of it well he took the advice and he did like i said he staged his house he did a deep meditation to manifest out there in the energy world to get this thing out of there and it has not been back in two weeks, and I just found that really, really, really interesting. So, yeah. Um, But other than that, so I just kind of wanted to go over because I, I found it really interesting about the pendulum. Like I said, I use it in my life, so I'm trying to manifest some good positive energy out there to all of you to, you know, I think what we have lost in today's day and age is we've lost religion. We've lost spiritualism. There's so much hatred in this world, so much. There's so much bullying. There's so much negativity. Um, It seems like, I don't know, you look on Instagram and, and TikTok on what you know, people are, what what videos they're liking. You know, I was looking at it the other day and I saw like, you know, 56,000 people that liked. So there was like 100,000 views of a video, but 56,000 likes of pimples being popped. But yet I look at my podcasts and and friends of mine's podcasts and other podcasts that I listen to when they put out an advertisement and we all hardly get any likes. Wouldn't you rather hear a fascinating story from someone who wants to bring you a fascinating story and puts a lot of work in (laughs) instead you're liking pimples being popped on someone's face i do you see where our minds are at it's very weird very weird we are some weird human beings today so but that's what i mean we harp on things that are weird that are strange like that we harp on um You know, we're fascinated with serial killers and this and that. It's just weird what we what we tend to draw to instead of things that could be educational and could be, you know, helping creators get out there and give them credit for their work. But no, we're watching a doctor or people pop blackheads on people's noses. I just don't get it. I don't get it. So (laughs) I just had to put that out there because it was something just weird that I I found out the other day. But like I said, I think it's important for us all to, we've lost our, we've lost our way. We aren't, there's no more religion and faith in a household anymore. Kids aren't being brought up with that. Like they were in the fifties and sixties and seventies and eighties. It's technology kids are being raised with technology that's their babysitters that's what they're doing and in turn they end up being people that want to be a gamer for the rest of their life and not do anything like be a doctor be a lawyer be someone that saves lives go and join the peace corps you know what i mean it's just i i so i wanted to bring this out because if you can find just five minutes out of your day to take time for yourself to grow a little bit more in that area that you're not, which is your spirituality. It's definitely helped my life because I'm happy every day. I'm happy every day now, you know, I want to spread cheer. I want to spread joy and kindness. I wanna, I wanna egg people on to be the best that they can be and that they are the best for what they're doing. Like I have some friends that are in podcasting just like me and I want them to always know that I'm in their corner, that I'm gonna be their biggest fan because we all need that. We all need friends that are our biggest fans to help cheer us on. And know that we are important, we are beautiful, we are loved. And if I can do that through this episode, to just be like, hey, if you're lacking something in your life, grab a pendulum, manifest yourself out there to grow a little more, to spread kindness, because that's what the world needs today. We need more kindness, more people that care and aren't so just wrapped up in social media, and the negative things of the world, we need to help. We need to help spread more love and joy because there's so much hatred and so much negative things going on in the world today. If I can do anything through this episode, anyone that's listening out there, it's take five minutes for yourself every day and manifest good in your world and then carry it out to the entire world. Spread love, spread cheer. But I hope that you enjoyed tonight's episode. I'm gonna go through just a little bit of quick reminders, announcements, all of that. Won't tie you up too much longer. But um, so let's see, April 11th, 7 p.m. Central Time is the second Live episode for the paranormal project with me, Courtney from Haunts Podcast, Vicky from Moose Spooky Obsessed Podcast, and Amanda from One Nothing Podcast. So what we're going to be doing is continuing to discuss the mysteries of the Una Basin. If you missed the first episode, I don't know if we got to editing. All of it, but we will eventually get it edited. I think, being the fact that it cut out three times or so, we just kind of dropped it as that. But we got the kinks worked out. Don't worry, you all. No smoke alarms will be beeping in the background. Everything will be nicely put out there. Take a deep breath. My girls are fabulous. Please go listen to their podcast whenever you get a chance. Absolutely great writers fascinating storytellers, um, definitely go out there. Also, mark your calendars for April 15th. I have a very, very special guest coming on my show, Anna Maria Manalo. It's going to be a live episode. Anna is an author and award-winning screenwriter who has gained reputation for her riveting accounts, of terrifying encounters with the supernatural. We will explore Anna Maria's personal experiences with the paranormal and delve into the inspiration behind her writing. Join us as we uncover the mysteries of the unknown and learn from one of the most intriguing figures in the world of the paranormal. And let me tell you, i am almost done reading her book the night visitants which is coming out april 18th you have got to read it my god this what this lady has lived through um and she's written other books uh the portal um it's on my instagram actually let me let me look it up real quick again and i'll tell you what books are hers and you have to go i'm actually going to get all of them on kindle Here soon. But so she has written, come on, The Way Through the Woods Portal and Disembodied Voices, which is actually found on Paraflix. It's a um like a short documentary. And then, like I said, oh, um, haunted heirlooms is another one of hers. And then the newest one, like I said, the night visitants is coming out April 18th, and i'm going to be joined by an amazing co-host courtney from haunt's podcast she's actually going to be joining me to interview anna maria manalo so i'll be looking forward to that also, these next few months, I have some amazing guest booked for the show from awesome paranormal groups to people telling their haunted, terrifying stories to cryptozoological experts. You are not going to want to miss my shows coming up because I'm not going to say anything on who the one are. Well, two really other two really good people are going to be on here, but one is like Very well known. I was shocked to find out when he reached out to me to be on my show. Um, Yeah, like the whole We're Not Worthy from Wayne's World came into my head because I was like, I cannot believe I'm talking to this gentleman right now. Courtney, you know who I'm talking about because I still see you in here. So... Um, <laughs> so, but anyway, I hope you enjoyed tonight's episode. I hope it gave you a little bit of backstory on the pendulum, its uses. Um, I hope all of you try it, and um, yeah, until Saturday coming up for the next episode, so good night, cabin crew, and remember to explore your strange.